Hello, my friend, we mean again. Scott Stapp, I sing like this. Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's the reluctancy comes in. I am your host, I am Zach, and we are joined by our co-host, who just got done taking a moonlit stroll with Madame Maxime, <laughs> Scotty Westside. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know, she's she's large and in charge, baby. <laughs> oh, you, yes, you, she is. You gotta love her. There's a lot there to love. A little bit more cushion for the pushing, am I right? Exactly. Am I right? Hagrid certainly thinks we're right. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, um, you know, just just off uh, real romantic, seeing those dragons with Madame Maxine. Um, nothing more. It's Maxime with an M. Maxime, you're right. Sorry. Uh, nothing's more romantic than that, right? Um, Definitely not. Did you slick your hair back? axle grease <laughs> just a load of axle grease in my hair um definitely Hag- hagrid's great hagrid is fantastic dude uh what chapters are we talking about today man uh today we are going through chapters 19 through 22 four chapter chunk here uh some 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 big things four happen chapter chunk that's like that's a good breakfast cereal right there dude <laughs> a little chappy chunk <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get our first task completed, which was exciting. Um, I, I feel like I'm very, very deep into this book and we're only now kind of getting started, which is a weird, different feeling for these books than I've ever had. That is, I think that that entirely contradicts the past several episodes we've had. Every single episode, you've been like, "There's so much more. This is more interesting. More happening. More like you're you're enjoying it just so much no, more thoroughly." No, definitely. I'm not saying I wasn't saying that as to be like uh, all everything that happened before this is bullshit and I don't care about it. It just feels like if this were any other book, this would be like the only thing happening. The Triwizard Tournament would have consumed the entire book. But, okay, that's but that's this fair. one, it's like. So much has already happened, and now I feel like I've still got this huge, big storyline of the tournament still to get into, which is so cool. That, that's a little... Okay, that's good. I'm Again, I've said this already before. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say that. That is the trap I was worried that you would fall into. Of what? Thinking, like, there's so much happening. Now we got to deal with this whole fucking tournament thing. And I, I, I thought that you were going to feel that way. But Interesting. I'm glad to know that you're interested in it. I'm glad to know that you're, you know, enjoying, I think, it or... I guess we will soon, you know, figure this out. But it seems like you were enjoying this and the tasks much more than you have enjoyed. Well, the, well here the we go. Books. I'm gonna just spoil the whole episode. You can turn it off after you hear this because I'm about to spoil everything. Um, I'm really liking this book. I, unless this book completely tanks in the final chapters. Honestly, even if it does completely tank in the final chapters. <laughs> This is the best book of the series by a mile. 
Okay, good. I am. I'm very happy to hear you say that. I don't think that there's anything that'll happen throughout the rest of this book that is just objectively bad that you will be like, "Fuck this." Sure. Uh, th- there is one specific thing that I, that it, it's going to come way, way, way later. Later, but I'd love to call it now. I'm going to call my shot here. Okay, call your shot. Should I, I should there, I mute you so I can't hear this? <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there's one reveal that'll happen at the end. To, yeah, at the end of this book. Uh huh. That I think you're gonna be like, come on, come on. Okay, well, I love a good come on, man. <laughs> um, but hey, forget about it. Forget you know, about good. yeah. I'm gonna just totally forget you ever said that. Um, yeah, no, it's it's enjoyable, man. I'm having a good time with it. It's interesting. It's I feel like it's better written than the first three books were it's it's certain there's certainly more substantial uh if i can yes. put it that way like there's just more there's just more there's just more like little details there's more like you know dialogue there's more i feel like characters there's more storyline happening this is this is the book where you start to feel like hey this can be rich with like with info Definitely. like it, it it can actually be because consistently entertaining rather than just like two or three hard-hitting chapters at the end for sure yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right that that has been how the first three books felt is two or three hard-hitting chapters at the end that's that's an excellent way of putting it but but this one i mean you get like a super hardcore thing in the you know the the wizards the dark wizards attacking the quidditch world cup in like you know the first couple chapters or whatever so yeah and 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 don't forget this book opens up with a chapter that is not from Harry's perspective. Right. It's right. so good. This book, is, have I mentioned this book is fucking long? <laughs> I don't think so, I am belaboring this point enough. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I wanted to say this, though. Would you not rather enjoy a seven-book series of books this long that are that is as well-written and, and as expansive as this is, or a book or a seven book series of how the first three books were no definitely definitely and and i'm not saying it's a bad thing i just think it's hilarious like this book like has seriously turned it up to 11 i may i I told you earlier as we were about to record that my every week before we record i take the notes file from my phone and email (laughs) it to myself so i can look at it at my computer and not be having to squint at my phone the entire episode it is literally the notes file. I have so many notes for this damn book that it, the notes file, my phone was like, nah, this is too big of an attachment. You can't email this. What are you, crazy? What are you, That's crazy, you, you son of a gun? Android. If you had an Apple, you could just, uh, None. what's the fucking, what's the thing? Airdrop. Nobody it. cares about your Apple bullshit. <laughs> anyway. Scott is the app. Look, if, if, in case anybody needed any real reason as to why Scott is not a Harry Potter fan, it's because he's an Android user. Wait, there you go. is that a thing? Is that, all- that tells you all you need to know, right there. <laughs> tells me, He's a f- tells you that I'm a bad person, and that's all you need to know. Fuck. Well, yeah. Right, what? Look, we need to jump. Into we this do. Thing. <laughs> uh, are you doing okay, buddy? I feel like I didn't ask you how you were doing, and now I feel bad. Okay, yeah, great. Anyway, bad. chapter yeah. nineteen. <laughs> I fucking knew that was coming, dude. You waited so long. <laughs> you, I, that's why I waited. I knew you were gonna be a dick. So Harry is real. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm very excited to hear you get into these. Uh, yeah, man, let, let's let's fucking jump into this thing. Chapter 19, the Hungarian horn tail. Yeah, nobody cares, Zach. We have uh, serious things to discuss. <laughs> so you. where we last left off, 
uh, Ron, all pissed off at Harry. They're they're having their little lover spat, um, and Sirius replied to Harry, and he wants to uh, have his little chat with him. So yeah, chapter nine thing, ninth thing, nineteen. This is gonna be a great night. Um, <laughs> Harry is real worried about the upcoming first task. He's he's pretty sure he's gonna die. Uh, which is a good twist. I appreciate this because normally, as I've you know griped about many a time, is that Harry is normally way too big for his damn britches. Uh, he usually thinks he's hot ass shit, but now he's just like, I'm fucking gonna die. Now he's just ass shit. <laughs> yes, now he's just whiny My Chemical Romance uh, death boy. All right, you got to stop I'm, with the My Chemical Romance hate because they're great. I'm not hating. I'm not making fun of My Chemical Romance. I'm just saying they're sad, whiny boy music. Eno, emo teen music. Yeah, I just feel like you're being a real dick about it. Though. I mean, I'm a real dick about everything. You got to get used to it. Uh, so the only thing keeping him going is the thought of talking to Sirius. Uh, Rita Skeeter's story comes out and it's full of shit. Like, as we expected, it is basically just completely fabricated nonsense, things he never said. Um, and it's, it's bullshit. It's extremely embarrassing for him. Um, here's a quote from it. Which is pretty funny. Harry has at last found love at Hogwarts. His close friend Colin Creevy, um, very funny because <laughs> Harry fucking hates Colin Creevy, says that Harry is rarely seen out of the company of one Hermione Granger, a stunningly pretty muggle-born girl who, like Harry, is one of the top students in the school. So everyone's mad at Hermione to Hermione now by association too, especially all the girls because they're like she's not pretty. But they're being catty you know they're being typical teenage girls and it's it's so like it's like a there's like there's even like the subtle racism yeah the muggle-born girl part like yeah like us like like wow she's so pretty for a fucking muggle-born right oh come on honestly though this is like as shitty as rita skeeter is this is like the nicest thing she says in these chapters is that (laughs) her mind is not wrong pretty so uh yeah, everyone is giving him all kinds of shit about this. Harry accidentally yells at his big crush, Cho Chang. Uh, all she wanted to do was wish him luck for his task, and he thought someone else was coming to give him shit. Uh, so he's he's big embarrassed about that. Definitely. Hermione is Hermi- handling, thing every, handling things very well. <laughs> Jesus. Considering. <laughs> um, because Hermione is just great at everything she's still trying to get harry and ron to kiss and make up but they both refuse harry very adamant that ron needs to apologize for calling him a liar uh i don't remember specifically ron calling him a liar but i'm sure he probably did because ron sucks yeah yeah ron ron does suck ass and then hermione's like you miss him and i know he misses you harry's like miss him yeah i don't miss him fuck that guy yeah Here, yeah, right here with this part, Harry is thinking to himself, and he's like, he liked Hermione very much, but she just wasn't the same as Ron. And I'm like, dude, come on, Hermione's so much of a better friend than Ron. You need to fucking get over yourself. Yeah, she's also Emma Watson. So also, there's that. Uh, (laughs) 
But yeah, he says there was much less laughter and a lot more hanging around in the library when Hermione was your best friend. Harry, you're a fucking dick. I mean, look, that that's probably the most valid observation of this whole thing. <laughs> probably. They're both idiots. Him and Ron are both idiots, They're, so of oh course they God, fucking they laugh are around both like idiots. That bunch. is that is extremely true. So Crumb is in the library a lot, and girls follow him around giggling, which pisses off Hermione. <laughs> She's like, he's not even good looking. They only like him because he's famous. Uh, <laughs> this is why I had this, because this is very funny. They wouldn't look twice at him if he couldn't do that wonky faint thing. <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah, Hermione. You obviously give about the same amount of shits uh, about Quidditch as I do. I love you. Um, wonky faint thingy. I will never, ever call it its real name ever again. It's only the wonky faint thing. <laughs> so Hermione's like, hey, come to Hogsmeade. We're going to have uh, a drink with Ron. Uh, it'll be a good time. He's still being a whiny bitch boy, and he's like, I'll come, but I'm not meaning Ron, and I'm wearing my invisibility cloak. <laughs> Harry has to bring his blankie with him, basically. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time this dipshit can legally, legitimately go to Hogsmeade, and he's all pouty, and he wants his blankie. Um, yeah. Th- Harry, look, like, you you hammered on on Ron real hard. The I mean, warranted, right? Yes. Like, it's fine. But in this batch, it's like we're getting it more from from Harry's stubborn side, and it's like, dude, you Definitely. suck. Yeah. Also, man. Listen, I. You're you're absolutely right. I have, and I do give Harry plenty of shit. Believe me, but specifically with the Ron stuff, it's like Ron was super shitty to him. So I don't yeah. fully blame Harry for continuing to be mad at him. You know, I get being stubborn. I'm a very stubborn person. Um, but thank you for that look, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just, you know, listen, I will give Harry shit for a lot of things. But this specifically, like, Ron was super shitty to him in a time when he really needed friends like he was fucking scared out of his balls about going into this damn tournament and his best friend is like being a fucking dick about it so yeah I, no you're you're not wrong I, I get where he's coming from yes he could do better but i do get where he's coming from but uh there's a funny line here about how hermione is like i hate talking to you in that cloak i never know if i'm looking at you or not which is just funny <laughs> because then they go they go to hogsbeard and they're just like hanging out him being invisible and Hermione being like, people think I'm crazy because I'm talking to myself because <laughs> it looks like I'm talking to myself. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. He just leaves her hanging, man. Yeah, he totally does. Harry gets cheered up a little bit here because he sees Cho at the pub thing and she is not wearing a, one of these Cedric badges, like support Cedric. So uh, Harry's little wee-wee gets a little hard about that. <laughs> um <laughs> And then Moody and Hagrid comes in, and Moody's eye, magical eye, can just see right through Harry's bullshit. He comes right over, and he's like, nice cloak, Potter. And Harry's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, Harry, you're a dipshit. Hold on. I need, you to, I need you to know this now. Okay. That specifically, that, that, uh, that Moody was able to see Harry, mm-hmm. is one of the things that fucking frustrates me for it like how do i say this at at the at during the last book you'll realize why i'm like 
Why? How was his thing able, able to fucking see him through that? Like, this doesn't make any sense. The it's, last it, it is... book meaning the last book in this series? Yeah. Okay. So this is going to come back later and be important. I, I, I mean, it's not overly important, but, like, it, it's just a detail that it's like... It bugs Yeah, you. okay, J.K. Rowling, you fucked up. Like, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Whatever. Is this, like, a time-turner scale fuck-up, or... No. <laughs> No, Jesus, no, okay. fuck, no. Just, just look. Uh, Moody shouldn't have been able to see through through Harry's cloak. Okay, That's- all right, fair enough. Maybe, maybe Moody was playing with him. Maybe Harry's foot was like sticking out, and he saw that. And Her- Moody's just like, yeah, no, I could totally see through invisible clothes. Maybe. Look, are you taking up the defense of Potterheads online? I'm taking up the defense that Moody is bullshitting Harry. Okay, fine. And I just think that's funny. So, anyway. So Hagrid basically the whole point of this was Moody told Hagrid that he was there and Hagrid comes over and whispers to Harry to meet him in his cabin at midnight sounds hot <laughs> please don't please don't uh I will do the uh over sexualizing of these teenagers in this podcast sack thank you very much you know what you're right buddy I'm sorry yeah don't step on my for tip. legal reasons that was a joke <laughs> You're getting on my, you're stepping on my turf. He, oh, right. So he goes to see Hagrid that night. He's like, I got to hurry. I got, uh, uh, I got serious in the fireplace at, at one or something like that. <laughs> Harry's very busy <laughs> with his meetings. So Hagrid takes him. He's like, follow me. He goes to the Bobaton's carriage and Madame Maxime, came, Madame Maxime, I keep calling her Maxine. She comes out and she's like, uh, Hagrid, is it time? And Hagrid says, quote, bong sewer, which I'm pretty sure he's trying to say bon sewer. And I probably just butchered the pronunciation of that, but it's Bonjour. just spelled, yeah, bong sewer, like a bong, <laughs> like a beer bong or a pot bong, and then sewer. And I love it. I love Hagrid. Yeah, it's real good. So yeah, so uh, they he Harry follows these two, and uh, they get to this big old pen, and Charlie got them dragons. Charlie Weasley is here, the the dragon tamer, um, hot ass Charlie Weasley. Hot, is he? No, wait, it's Bill's the hot one, right? They're both fucking hot. Okay, I mean, fair <laughs> they're both fucking hot as shit. <laughs> Charlie's the big, like, burly, like, woodcutter hot. Yeah, fuck yeah, and dude. Bill's the like, dude has burn marks because he fucking is- wrangles dragons. He can wrangle my dragon. Did you say Pringles dragons? Wrangles. <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately heard Pringles, and I was like, yeah, once you pop, you can't dragons. stop. <laughs> he wrangles dragons. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, you messed up my joke about him wrangling my dragon. I heard I heard it. No, you messed it up. I did mess it up. I heard it and I <laughs> it was pretty good. And then and then fucking Bill is basically Indiana Jones. Like he could be ugly as shit and he'd still be hot. <laughs> he could be ugly as shit. He's got a cool ponytail and a ring uh, like an earring though. So he's I mean, like late period Harrison he Ford. He might be a little bit like neckbeard hot, you know? <laughs> neckbeard hot? <laughs> Fucking neckbeard. Oh my god. Don't ruin my image of hot Bill and Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. 
Um, so Charlie's got four of these big old bastards, and uh, they're all different breeds, which seems real fair, because apparently one of them is way bigger and way worse than the rest. Charlie makes a point of being like, oh yeah, this fucking thing, I would not want to be the person who gets that one. So I'm like, okay, Harry's definitely getting that one. Um, yep. And yeah, yeah, that definitely happens. Uh, oh, there's a good gag here where they see... So these are like mothers. They're like nesting mothers, all these dragons. And they bring out their eggs. And Hagrid, it literally says, Hagrid let out a moan of longing. (laughs) Hagrid literally has an orgasm seeing these dragon eggs. You cannot convince me otherwise. Charlie has to tell him, I've got them all counted, Hagrid. (laughs) Basically being like, don't try and steal one of these, you son of a bitch. I know how many there are. Oh, Hagrid. Hagrid's a fucking creep, Dude, Hagrid has got his girl on his arm, and he just orgasmed seeing some dragon eggs. This this man is a legend. Yeah, I bet bet he wants to take a dragon egg and Madame Maxime home and be like, hey, can I uh, just watch you (laughs) and this dragon egg? Just kind of, you know. Hang out, get to know each other a little bit. Hell yeah! I, I'll just, I'm just gonna sit in the corner just, and watch. That's all I need. That's all I need. Oh, Hagrid. Uh, so Charlie makes comments here about how he's like, how worried Mrs. Weasley is about poor Harry. Um, she's she's going crazy. Poor poor Mrs. Weasley. Um, she believes this Daily Prophet article. She's like, I didn't know he still cried about his parents. Bless him. Oh, my God. That's right. I f- totally forgot about this. Yeah. Poor poor Mrs. Weasley. She's believing all these lies in the Daily Prophet. But she is legitimately should be worried about Harry uh, because these dragons are like no joke. Um, Harry's like, I got to get out of here. I got to go talk to Sirius. He bumps into old Carkle. He's, he's just at the right height of Haggard that he sees Haggard looking at these fucking... Uh, dragon eggs, and he's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I don't care for I, I what that implies at all. Dude, I can't. I can't stand next to this bulge. I can't stand next to this bulge. <laughs> it's like the fucking the drum rockies up in here, dude. He's gotta go. <laughs> the giant shaft. Oh my god. Why is we so uh, off the it's rails a little inside already? baseball for you fuckers? Yes. Uh, go listen to the other podcast. Uh, <laughs> Harry bumps into old Carkle. He's all, he's sneaking around also trying to see what's up for this first task. This first task is like the least well-kept secret of all time. Um, so he... <laughs> Real good, real good written gag here. I'm going to read this verbatim. Harry gets up. He sees Sirius in the fire. Asks him how he's doing. And I'm going to read this direct quote here from the book. Never mind me. How are you? Said Sirius seriously. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, hell yeah. I've been thinking it for two books now. I'm so glad you actually just wrote that sentence. Amazing. A plus. Did you know that uh, my brother-in-law's uh, son is his? His name is Sirius. Shut up. Yeah. Why didn't he name him Lupin or uh, Remus? I mean, I don't know, man. I'll let you talk to him next time we're playing video <laughs> games. But <laughs> is he named after Sirius Black? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, of All course. Right. Yeah, they're 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 big Harry Potter. I thought fans. maybe Sirius was a family name. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> fucking idiot. <laughs> 
Uh, Please, no, Mr. Serious is Allie, my father. my sister-in-law, did tell me that uh, whenever somebody doesn't, like, isn't a Harry Potter fan, like, they don't know of the, you know, the name, mm-hmm. she just says it's, like, Sirius the, the star. Oh. So she lies. I love it. Yes, she <laughs> lies. <laughs> she is a Slytherin. Oh, hell yeah. Um... So yeah, Harry's like, oh, there can't be any worse news than the dragons because Sirius is like very serious, and he's like, forget about the dragons, Harry. We've got real shit problems going on. And Harry's like, forget about the dragons. What the fuck? Uh, but here, Sirius tells him that old Carkle was a Death Eater. Um, that Dumbles. Yeah, he was. Yeah, fuck, man. This is bad news. Uh, Dumble specifically wanted Moody here. Because Moody was the one that caught him and put him in Azkaban, but apparently he made a deal with the Ministry. He snitched, did not get stitches. He snitches and didn't get stitches. Uh, got out and has been teaching dark magic to his students, uh, to all his students ever since. Um, so Sirius is like, watch out for that Dermy champion as well. It's interesting how, like, he, the dude was locked up, mm-hmm. so then he gives up some names. And instead of like going and like living a life where he's a little bit under the radar, right. this guy somehow becomes the headmaster of one of the three European like right. magic schools. I have major questions about that. Where where is the like oversight here from the ministry? Well, so the ministry doesn't rule over the schools. Oh, that's right. That's that that's a whole thing. So wait, but the, there, there there's is... a board of governors for Harry or for Harry Potter for Hogwarts. Uh, I don't know if there's a governing like thing for Durmstrang. Was Carkle the headmaster of the school before like shit popped off with Voldy originally? That is a good question. Did he I don't just know like the answer to that. go to Azkaban then come back and just retake up his position? I wonder. Uh, I mean, it would have been a really good position for him to be in, in order to get into the inner circle. So right. that, yeah, I don't know. He he definitely could have been. Maybe he was always like the headmaster, and yeah, of course that's what he went back to. I don't know. That's just that's a theory. Um, so Sirius thinks that Voldy maybe sent Carkle to put Harry's name in the goblet because he would have known about the tourney from Bertha. He he talks about Bertha here. Um, who was the uh, the ministry witch that is missing, who we know from the first chapter, Voldy Gun, Dunn got her. So <clears throat> she got got. She got got. Uh, we get the very classic uh, bit here of, oh, okay, Harry, now about the dragon. There's a very, very simple spell that all you need to defeat a dragon. Easy peasy, easiest thing in the world. Oops, got to go. <laughs> classic, yeah. classic bit. Uh, it's so it's so fucking annoying. Always, I remember all, being a kid and being so mad about yeah, this. Always a good time when that bit comes up. Uh, Ron comes down uh, to interrupt it before uh, Sirius could teach Harry the easy, easy kill dragon spell. And um, Harry's fucking furious. Basically, like, just unloads all the pent-up rage he's had at Ron over these last couple weeks. Tells Ron what a piece of shit he is. And I've never liked Harry more than in this moment. <laughs> now, I should have seen that coming. Yeah, you should have. Uh, I'm kidding. Ron does suck. And every time I think Ron can't possibly get worse, he somehow fi- finds new levels of shittiness. But Harry here, big mad, he he grabs one of the 
the badges that say Potter stinks, but now it says Potter really stinks because Colin Creevy sucks at changing things and yep. chanting things. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to get him to say like Harry's great or something, but they made him worse because fuck yeah. Colin Creevy. He chucks it as hard as he can, hits Ron in the forehead, and a real stinger of a line here from Harry. He says, there you go, something for you to wear on Tuesday. You might even have a scar now if you're lucky. That's what you want, isn't it? Oh, Real good line. Basically being like, you know, all the thing about him being famous because of his scar on his forehead and everything. It's it's good. He really lets him have it. He he, he gives him the old shaft. (laughs) No. 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 Ron wishes he was still giving him the shaft. Uh there I'll get more into this later, but there is so much homoerotic energy between these two. I can't even begin to get into it. It's yep. it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I can I I will begin to get into it though, but later. <laughs> um so chapter twenty. Anything I missed there? Anything you want to go over, buddy? Uh no. No, you 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 Excellent response. Chapter 20. Can we please do the at the beginning? Maybe. I'll see what I can do. He didn't. So chapter 20, Harry and Hermione are spending a bunch of time in the library because now they get to figure out what spell could Sirius possibly have been trying to say before he was cut off. But they can't figure out, figure it out. Um, Harry sees old Seti boy, Cedric, and he decides he should tell him about the dragons, which is a really nice, good thing. Then he immediately ruins this really nice, good thing by fucking ripping his bag open. It spills ink all over Cedric's shit. I was very upset about this because Harry's like, oh, how do I get him alone? Why don't I just use a spell to fuck up all of his shit? <laughs> I'm like, Harry, what the fuck? (laughs) Cedric's like, it literally says two of his ink bottles smash and get all over everything. And Cedric's like, oh, man, this is a brand new bag, too. My mom gave it to me. (laughs) Fuck. And Harry doesn't acknowledge this at all. He doesn't be like, sorry, dude, that was me. I had to get to your attention. Here, let me do a little spell to fix it. Harry just ignores it completely. And I was so upset at Harry for this. Uh, what a dick ripping poor Cedric's bag. I mean, we've already seen that there's very simple magic that can be performed to fix that. So. I, and I kept waiting for that in this moment for Cedric, <laughs> like a sixth year to do it or Harry to like, you know, before he ripped it being like, ah, I can fix it right away afterwards but it just doesn't happen cedric is like gathering up what remains of his school supplies in a bundle in his arms and it never happens. I was very distressed by this. Well, maybe maybe said is not all uh, all he's made out to be, because that seemed like Her- I mean Hermione would be all over that. Hermione would be all over that, but she's like the no, best student. Rep- Reparo and then fucking scourgeify and it's done. I don't know what you just said, but it pisses me right the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> that was good. You're an asshole. That was uh, a good asshole. So Cedric is. A little bit dubious about this information that Harry is telling him. Harry's like, hey, it's dragons, dragons, it's dragons. We're all going to fight dragons. Everyone knows dragons. And Cedric's like, mm, why would you be telling me this? You're you're an asshole. Uh, right then, Moody comes out 
and uh, shoes Cedric away, takes Harry into his office. Harry's worried that he'll get turned into a ferret, too, <laughs> which, which is real funny. <laughs> Harry always envisions the worst of things, I've noticed. He's like, when he inflated his aunt, he was like, oh, I'm going to Azkaban for life. Dude, life has a magical director, dude. Exactly. And now he's worried that Moody's going to turn him into a ferret because he told Cedric about the dragons. I mean, Moody, to this point, to them, is still a fucking terrifying asshole. That's true. And it would have been funny if Harry was a ferret. <laughs> a hairy ferret. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, dude. I quit. Yeah. Let's just end it here. Anyway, uh, but Moody's like, that was a good thing you did, telling Cedric. Um, and Harry's like, oh, shit, cool. Um, he uh, Harry's kind of looking around at Moody's office here, looking at all his cool, like, uh, dark wizard hunting shit. And this is a very interesting thing here. I don't know if we're going to get more on this. He sa- Moody says, that's my faux glass. See them out there skulking around. I'm not really in trouble until I see the whites of their eyes. That's when I open my trunk. He pointed to the large trunk under the window. It had seven keyholes in a row. Harry wondered what was in there until Moody's next question brought him sharply back to Earth. If this trunk doesn't come back around and be important, I'm going to be very upset because that really gave me the blue balls. Now I want to know what's in this damn trunk. It's It's blue balling you. It's blue balling me, yeah. So yeah, Moody says that cheating is always a part of the tournament, <laughs> which is great. Hell yeah, it is. And that the others really want to beat Dumble, uh, meaning Karkaroff, Karkle, and uh, uh, Maxime. I got it right that time. Yeah. Ma. I really had to think legitimately <laughs> hard on that one. Legitimately hard. Uh, he <laughs> says Harry should play to his strengths. And that he hears he's a good flyer. Uh, says he needs a simple spell to get what he needs. I don't know if this was what Sirius was about to tell him. The way Sirius made it sound was like he had some kind of dragon stunning charm. But maybe this is what Sirius was going to say. Who knows? So yeah, Harry, Harry's got to learn this summoning spell to to bring his broom to him. Um, Harry wants to skip divination. So he's, he's getting Hermione to help him. He wants to skip divination to keep practicing, but Hermione refused point blank to skive off arithmancy, and there was no point in staying without her. I don't know what skiving off means. Uh, I'm assuming it means skipping it. Yeah, it's skipping class. Um, But Hermione really loves her some arithmancy, doesn't she? She loves them undead numbers, like big time. (laughs) Big time. Yes. Yes, definitely. She can't get enough of it. Those necromaths? Those necromaths. See, <laughs> exactly. Uh, long story short, Harry finally gets the hang of the summoning spell after a many much practice. They go down to do the first task, and Harry, of course, as I uh, expected, pulls the big black beast, and he's going last. Bagman offers to give him a few pointers. Harry's like, nah, I got this shit, bruh. Uh, you don't think that's that's weird? What? That Bagman's just always all up Harry's asshole, dude. Dude, you know I don't trust anything Bagman does. I am on the record multiple times as not trusting the Bagman. Okay. I don't think it's super weird that he's trying to give him pointers, though, because he obviously loves Harry in this tournament. He's all about this, like, scrappy underdog. Yeah. 
Him and him and uh, McGonagall definitely went deep on on some on some bets here. Please don't say Bagman and McGonagall go deep ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to imagine. I mean, <laughs> it's probably been a while for her, so you know she's got to get it somewhere. Oh, uh, we'll get to McGonagall letting her hair down, or not really. She talks about hating letting her hair down, basically. Yeah, uh, which is pretty funny. Um, this waiting in the tent would be absolute agony. This would be so much worse than the actual task. Harry has to sit in there and listen to, like, he can't watch, apparently. He just has to listen to, like, the announcer and the oohs and ahs of the crowd and, like, the roar of the dragons. And this would be awful. Having to endure all three of these other people going before your turn. This waiting would be pure torture. So I feel for Harry here. Yeah, it's it, it. I mean, like, I can't even think of like any situation where like that, like where, where I have experienced that. You know what I mean? Like where I would have like know what's coming up. I guess maybe like going into a haunted house, like a haunted. Uh, you hear all the yeah. screams and everything. And you're like, fuck! I'm about to go right in there, and that's all about to happen to me. <laughs> and I am not looking forward to this. Why am I doing this? Anyway, this this would be insufferable. I, I I I genuinely feel bad for Harry here. He is like sick to his stomach, and I I feel bad for him because this would be rough. Uh, but yeah, then it's Harry's turn. Um, he he gets out there. He successfully summons his firebolt, and his Quidditch instincts immediately kick in. He's he's not so afraid anymore. Um, this this this. The actual task itself goes very quickly. I've noticed in like actiony type sequences, she's actually very quick and to the point, which I appreciate. Um, it's it's very difficult to make a long drawn out action scene in a book. Like, yes, interesting and like good. So. I'm glad she kind of just runs through this pretty quickly. It, it doesn't last long. He basically baits the dragon away from the eggs, flies in. He's got to get this golden egg, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, baits it away, grabs the egg, done. Apparently, he was quicker than all the others, too. Uh, he gets hit on the it's a good plan. Yeah. I mean, solid plan. Thanks, Moody. He he does what he needs to do, and yeah, he's a good he's a good flyer. You know, I like with this task specifically, like, I we were just talking about this in our one pe- uh, in our one piece episode how I I don't like when our heroes have things too easy. Sure. Which look, I I I will admit that there are several things that come up in the Harry Potter books that are that are a little too easy for our main characters, mm. so you know, that is what it is. Sure. But th- this is one of them that I think that it makes sense. Like it's actually it's a it's a good plan. He has good direction from Moody. Right. Uh, not that I'm a fan of Quidditch stuff, but Harry is a good flyer, yeah. and I can get behind flying. For it's sure. Just the actual Quidditch matches that I think is boring. Yeah. It it's good, and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. That that's something that like he had no idea that he was gonna do well. He he finishes up, and he's like, fuck, I did that faster than any of them. Right. It's it's good. I think it's a good moment. Yeah, it's not bad. Um. It maybe seems a little easy, but you're right. It, it, he followed Mooney's advice, and Moody was like, "Play to your strengths," and he does. He's he's good at flying on the broomstick. He's got like 
the badassest broom around. So, uh, yeah, he 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 got hit on the shoulder a little bit. Uh, he has to go see Madame Pomfrey to get it all healed up. Apparently, Cedric got a little worse because he's still in there getting healed. He got burned, I think. Um, but uh, Harry Harry gets out of there. <laughs> he meets up. Even Moody says, "Nice and easy does the trick. Like it doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be right. extensive. Like you just you did what you do, you know, and that and that's it." All right, for sure. Um, this is where Harry and Ron uh, kiss and make up. Um, <laughs> Ron, I have to read this verbatim because, goddamn, he's a fucking idiot. Harry, he said very seriously. Whoever put your name in that goblet, I I reckon they're trying to do you in. <laughs> it's like, no <laughs> shit, Sherlock. That's what Harry was trying to tell you all along. God damn it, you're an idiot. Uh he he's he's a moron. Um they they're they're all kissy kissy back together. Harry responds with, caught on, have you? Yeah. Took you long enough. Right, exactly. Um Hermione's very happy. Uh, she runs off crying because these two are are back, um, back together forever. <laughs> she's like, she literally says, "You two are so stupid." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, again, she's she's the only intelligent one here. She knows they're they're freaking morons. Uh, they they can go back to practicing their butt darts, um, in their room <laughs> at night, which we all know what? they do. What are butt darts? Oh, Have you we know what butt this? darts are. You know what butt darts are. Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a game you play with real darts? Don't play dumb with me, Zachariah. You know damn. You know damn well what butt darts are. <laughs> Tell me. Well, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> that How does he talk? So <laughs> I don't even know what you were trying to do. Yeah, so Ron says Harry did the best of all four. Uh, we get a quick, quick rundown of what the other three tried to do. Cedric tried to get his dragon to chase a rock, which is real funny. He turns it into a dog. Uh, I love it, Cedric. Uh, you know, to be fair to him, he had like a day to repair, co- prepare, excuse me, um, because Harry told him like day before. So Cedric, you didn't do too bad considering everyone else knew a long time before. I mean, yeah, but Harry didn't have a plan until the same day that he told Harry, uh, the same day he told Cedric. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he did have longer to prepare. Listen, I was trying to throw my boy Seti a bone here. <laughs> bone, get it? He turned a rock into a dog. Uh... <laughs> my god we're gonna keep going we're just gonna keep on moving because that was that was rough fleur tried to did you get that one that was rough <laughs> he turned it into a dog okay i did like that one <laughs> no don't get don't get too high on yourself uh fleur tried to like trans charm it because she's a vila or something i don't know um and and crumb just like blasted it in the eyes and got it all blind and shit uh not cool crumb don't don't blind the dragon i'm sure hagrid is furious um 
Harry gets real good scores from all but O'Karkle. Karkle gives him like a four when everyone else gave him eights and hires. Uh, these judges do not seem impartial. Yeah, this is the the judging in this whole thing is fucking ridiculous. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, he's tied with Crumb for the lead. The bag man comes in and he tells them that they have until February 24th for the next task. I think this is like late November, if I remember correctly. Uh, and that there's a clue inside their golden egg for the next task. They leave. Rita tries to get a comment here, but Harry is just basically like, get fucked. He does not give a shit. He tells her to just leave. So, gives her the shaft. Yeah. <laughs> he gives her the shaft indeed. Uh, and that's the end of that chapter. Um, first task down. How, how do you feel about the first task? You like it or? Like I said, I, I appreciated that it was kind of just the actual task itself was pretty short and sweet. No, I mean like what the task was, like oh, like, oh. like what's happening, you know? It was fine. Um, it didn't like blow my balls off, but it was cool. It was interesting. Okay, cool, good. Um, <laughs> okay. So at this point in my notes. <laughs> We're gonna have to do a quick interlude because okay. I was editing episode eleven of our Harry Potter podcast at this point. We're gonna have to time travel back to the end of book three here because I realized. Why, why don't I just read you verbatim what I wrote down here? Okay, yeah, let's do that because I don't know where the fuck you're tracking. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I just have written. Hold on one goddamn second. How did Snape not see Peter Pettigrew's name on the Marauders map at the end of book three? (laughs) (laughs) I had Uh. to interject this here because this is where I was in my reading at this point in time and I did not want to forget to ask you. Snape says he saw where they were and he found them because he went to Lupin's room to give him the potion, sees where they are on the Marauder's map, but yet he doesn't believe them. The Pettigrew's in the room. He would see Pettigrew's name on the map just like Lupin did. I'm looking this up right now because that's a great question. (sighs) Zach, these are the things that keep me up at night. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't think about this series outside of the context of this podcast. Okay. Uh, so the answer that I've found on Reddit. Have you seriously is, never thought of this before? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. <clears throat> no, I, I, I haven't. Uh, so the, the answer I've found on Reddit says... Uh, no, because the shrieking, I mean, this is a valid answer. The shrieking shack is located in Hogsmeade, not in Hogwarts. And Snape says that he saw, uh, that he saw Harry go through, well, see, I guess even then, though. Like, the, he said that he saw him, like, on the grounds go through the Whomping Willow. Right. But see, even then, Scabbers was with Ron, and, and Harry was chasing Ron, right? I suppose... You could, if you really want to reach, you could say Ron was technically ahead of them with Sirius. And I believe they do say Hogsmeade is off the edge of the map, the Marauders yeah. map. Yeah, it's so yeah, Hogsmeade's not on the map. If Sirius dragged Ron slash 
Pettigrew, the rat, far enough away up the tunnel to the Shrieking Shack before the other dipshits caught up to him? Maybe. Maybe. But then why would he even come? Because didn't he mainly come to catch Sirius Black? Because then he wouldn't have seen Sirius Black either. I guess he came to get Potter in trouble, maybe. We <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. The the passage from the book is actually him. Okay, got it. Okay, I'm gonna read this to you. Snape okay. was slightly breathless, but his face was full was full of suppressed triumph. You're wondering, perhaps, how I knew you were here. He said, his eyes glittering. I've just been to your office, Lupin. You forgot to take your potion tonight, so I took a goblet along. And very lucky I did. Lucky for me, I mean. Lying on your desk was a certain map. One glance at it told me all I needed to know. I saw you running along this pathway and out of sight. Oh, so okay. he saw Lupin going through he the He only saw Lupin. The others were yeah. already in the shack. Okay. All right. Listen. Fair enough. Cool. All right. Well, now that we got that cleared up. Mischief managed. Um <laughs> Scotty boy making a Harry Potter reference? Like, not joking. That crushed my soul to do that. Oh, it felt good. No, Fuck off. I've You're lost enjoying this. All my humanity. Um, okay. That's that's fine. That's good. That that totally completely answers my question. I probably just could have read that book passage, but we were talking about it in the podcast, <laughs> obviously. And I was just like Wait one fucking second. Anyway, okay, cool. Now back to Goblet of Fire. <laughs> we now return you to your original scheduled program. I've Ch- got to use some uh, some music breaks in there for that because that's hilarious. Chapter twenty one. Now the real chapter twenty one, not me griping about book three. Harry writes a letter to Sirius about how great everything is now that he beat the dragon and he's back, uh, you know, doing the hanky-panky with Ron on the regular. Hermione is kind of the damper on everyone's spirits here. She's like, uh, if this was just the first task, yikers. Uh, what are the other ones going to be like? Which is a valid yeah, she's point. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Uh, this is the first task and it's fucking dragons. So Gryffindor's having a big party here. I wrote, I took this note because you have made a very big deal about Neville and the Cruciatus uh, curse, so obviously there's some story there because you are about as subtle as a load of bricks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they they open this egg and it like screams and Neville's like, it was someone being tortured, you're going to have to fight the Cruciatus curse. And George Oh my god, is like, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. George is like, don't be a prat, Neville. That's illegal. (laughs) Solid line. Yeah, it's pretty good. Also, he follows it up with an even better one. I thought it sounded a bit like Percy singing. Maybe you've got to attack him while he's in the shower, Harry. (laughs) Just real good. (laughs) I love how much they dunk on Percy. By the way, I know I've made jokes about Percy being a fucking bitch and like me hating him. uh Uh-huh. This this is the book that Percy sucks ass. Like it, it, it's here that he just starts to get insufferable. Okay, I mean he's always kind of been insufferable, but even worse. Okay, though, dude. Like, fair enough. Um, Rita is going to interview Hagrid about his teaching. I'm sure that will go well, knowing Hagrid and Rita. <clears throat> and here we go. Yikes! That's bad. <laughs> this is where I have my note. Oh, fuck no. It's Dobby. 
and I was really liking this book too. (laughs) I was gonna bring this up at the beginning when I was talking about there's no way this book could possibly tank and be worse than the other ones and then this book was like pulled the uno reverse card on me and was like you forgot about dobby bitch uh hell yeah dude yeah thankfully dobby is a lot he's a lot less insufferable when he's not banging his head against everything every two seconds yeah, uh, which he still does a little bit here because of course he, he does. He, he's gotten better from book two, but I mean that, that was a very low bar. Yes, that's true. Very very low bar. Um, Hermione learned from Fred and George about how to get into the kitchen. She brings Harry in there because that's where Dobby is. Uh, Dumble gave both him, uh, Dobby, and Winky jobs uh, because they do not have jobs anymore. So good, good, good guy, Dumble. Um, Professor Dumble oh, yeah. says he will pay Dobby if Dobby wants pain. Dobby gets a galleon a week and one day off a month. Hermione's like, that's not very much. Uh, and here Dobby's like, well, he offered Dobby 10 galleons a week and weekends off, but the prospect of so much leisure and riches were frightening. <laughs> <laughs> So it's, so it's just so like pure and yeah i feel so bad yeah so he's like he's cool with his freedom but not too much you can't get too much too soon um he makes a really good line here about like yeah he offered me this way higher he says quote but dobby beat him down miss <laughs> like he had to drive down the price like he was haggling with dumbledore that's so amazing uh which is pretty good and also i just love that dumbledore's like yeah man i'll fucking pay yeah. you. i'll put you on payroll Dumble like- proven to be a solid dude here um except for the fact that he knows that he has hundreds of other house elves that are not on payroll and he's like yeah yeah listen it's it's a tough world we live in i guess this is a different world entirely oh so hold on i'm sorry it is a different world entirely right uh, it's a wizarding world of harry potter that's set in modern day england I can't remember what our argument was recently, either. but that was definitely the point of it, is that this is a different Listen, world. But I've right. said this before. No, I'll it's s- fine. Look, I've already won this argument. You haven't. I've said moving. this before, and I'll say it a million more times. If you're looking for any kind of consistency with me in these podcasts, you're looking <laughs> at the wrong place, bucko. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, but Dobby likes working, so he's he's ready to work. Um, he also says that he's talking about how they're not allowed to speak ill of their masters, uh, but Dumble says that he can speak ill of him. Dobby can speak ill of him all he wants. He says, quote, he said we is free to call him a barmy old codger if we like, sir, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Dumble just, you know, as like full of himself as he am, he's as he is. He's not above a little, you know, self-deprecating humor here, which is pretty good. Uh, Winky, however, uh, unlike Dobby, not having a great time with her freedom. She is straight just, up not having a good time. She is straight up not having a good time. <laughs> she is like freaking out and bawling this entire time. Um, they bring up the bag man here. And again, this is fucking just proving my point. Uh, she says, Mr. Bagman is a bad wizard, a very bad wizard. My master isn't liking him. Oh, no, not at all. If this guy isn't the one that did the dark mark, I'll, I don't know what I'll do. I'll, 
I will be shocked. I mean, it could be a red herring. Oh my god, you're literally the least subtle person of all time. <laughs> um, so suspicious, this fucker. Hermione thinks it's good that they work here. She's hoping that the others will see how happy Dobby is to be free, uh, not Winky, because she is not. Hold on, Scott. What? I just realized that the name of the kid in the Scooby Doo show, like the 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 one where they're all kids, Shaggy. No, 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 no. <laughs> not in their group. His name is Red Herring. Do you remember this? I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. One where they're okay. all kids? So yeah, so like there's like regular Scooby Doo and then there's like the one where they're like children. I don't think I ever it's saw like, this. It's like pup like detective young or something. Scooby Doo. Like. It's what? It's like young Scooby Doo, basically. Yeah, it's like young Scooby Doo and like young Freddy it's and It's like Shaggy Muppet and Babies except Scooby Doo. It's like baby Looney Tunes. Yeah. I've never yeah, seen this. It's before. like that, but with Scooby Doo. So they have they have uh the the quote unquote villain of the show is is red herring uh, uh, is a bully kid whose name is red and his last name is herring and they always think he's the the culprit of whatever mystery they're that, doing until it's revealed that he's not that is fantastic writing i love that i did that. not know that <laughs> i love that so just much just realize that that's, that's so amazing so good whoever wrote oh, baby yeah. scooby doo good on you <laughs> good on you Red herring. I need to see a picture of this red herring character. I'm sending it to you right okay, now. Okay, excellent. We'll put it up on the Twitter or something. So they're leaving. Um, they're talking about Winky. Doesn't think much of Bagman, though, does she? Said Harry. Wonder what Crouch says at home about him. And they're just theorizing about the Bagman here. Um, He's like, Ron says, I'd rather work for him than old Crouch. At least Bagman's got a sense of humor. Uh, Hermione with a a good jab here. Don't let Percy hear you saying that because Percy (laughs) loves him, uh, old Crouchy Crouch. Um, And that's the end of that chapter. Uh, Not a ton, ton happened in that one, I feel like. Um, Not much at all. So, yeah, last chapter here, chapter 22. Uh, Here's where we get your girl McGonagall. Uh, she tells him about this ball thing, the Yule Ball. Um, she says, the Yule Ball is, of course, a chance for us all to er, let our hair down. She said in a disapproving voice. I like McGonagall. I, I'm liking <laughs> McGonagall more and more. She is not She is not down with the Yule Ball. She does not approve. It's great. Yep. Uh, so here's where she tells Potter she's like she's like Potter uh, you gotta have a dance partner bro and uh, he's like I don't dance and she's like oh yes you fucking do <laughs> um, she's like traditionally the champions and their partners open the ball Harry's like I'm not doing it I'm not doing it and McGonagall's <laughs> like you will fucking do what I tell you to do boy uh, she's great I, I like her more and more She's all about representing the school well, man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, she basically, she gives them the whole, you better be on your best behavior speech that your parents give you before you go into like a, like another person's home, you're visiting someone else's home, or... It's like the speech that you and I would give to new salespeople that we sent <laughs> to training in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yes. 
be on your best behavior. Yeah. Listen, you fucking rep our story. Yes. You better not make us look like fucking idiots. Exactly. All right? We don't care about them. We just don't want to look like idiots. No. Yeah, no. Don't you ever, if they ask who your manager is, only if it's for a good reason, you tell them me. Exactly. Otherwise, I don't even know that guy. I don't know who that is. No, he didn't come from that store. No way. Harry is terrified because he can't just take Ron to the dance. Um, he wants to ask Cho, but uh, she's a year older and popular, so Harry's little wee-wee is real scared. Um, a bunch of girls do ask him, though, because he's a champion. So just like Hermione said, uh, PP only like him because he's popular, just like the crumb. Did situation. you say PP only like him because he's popular? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what you're pretty sure. Uh, I may have. Aries little I pee pee hope, I only really like think it. that it sounded like that. Oh my god. Well, you know, listen, Freudian slip. Uh turns out Rita didn't write an article about Hagrid because she kept asking him about Harry. She didn't give a shit about Hagrid and his magical creatures. She kept trying to get Hagrid to admit that Harry was a mad delinquent. And Hagrid's like, but he's not. Uh, (laughs) Harry's like, she should have interviewed Snape. He'd give her the goods any day. Potter has been crossing lines ever since he first arrived at this school. Uh, Hagrid. There you go. Snape is probably more right than you. Uh, Harry is kind of a delinquent. He, He does nothing but break school rules, so. Yeah, but it's for good reason. But it's for the greater but I need it for my fries. <laughs> um, Hagrid even says here, well, yeah, might have been a few rules, Harry, but you're all right, really, aren't you? I don't know, Hagrid. I don't think he's that all right. Okay, here we get a little tidbit that Dumble has apparently booked the Weird Sisters. Uh, Harry didn't know exactly who they were, never having had access to the Wizards Wireless but he deduced from the wild excitement of those who had grown up listening to the WWN, Wizarding Wireless Network, that they were a very famous musical group. Here's where I need to know, Zachary. Is this like the wizard internet, or is this like wizard radio? It's it's wizard radio. Okay. That is less cool. I was really hoping for wizard internet, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Um, so dumb. Wizard Radio, interesting. Um, so, so they're talking about how it's it's getting close to Christmas, and some of the teachers like Flitwick, I think, are like these fuckers are not going to concentrate on their studies. I'm just going to let them do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, however, uh, Bins, our boy Professor Bins, would nothing would ever deflect him from plowing on through his notes on Goblin Rebellions. As Bins hadn't let his own death stand in the way of continuing to teach, they supposed a small thing like Christmas wasn't going to put him off. Fuck yeah, my boy Bins. He knows have what's you up. Heard, have you heard that apparently he, he died and the next day his ghost came in, like didn't even realize he had yeah. died and just continued class like normal? Did you? Yeah. Have you heard that already? That happened in like the second book. We talked about this and I uh, loved okay. it. Okay, all right. I, I can't remember, but fuck yeah. <laughs> he just woke up one day as a ghost and kept on teaching and just yeah. didn't even give a shit. Fuck yeah, Bins. Dude, that's totally like, like how did, does he get paid? <laughs> does he have like workers rights? Like how does this... They should take the wages Bins has been earning that he doesn't need all these years and give it to the the house elves. 
That's socialism. <laughs> That's socialism, baby. <laughs> baby. Yeah, Bins is great. Love Bins. He, he's not going to let death stop him. Christmas certainly will, won't. Oh, I, I put this in the note because I was just, I, you know, Harry's bad at how time and math works. Um, So this is Christmas. They're like, this is, I think this is Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. He says, come on, Hermione. I've got until February the 24th because Hermione's like, you should probably figure out what the fuck is up with this egg. And he's like, I've got until February the 24th. There are still two and a half months to go until I need to know what all the screechy wailing meant. And I'm like, buddy, buddy, that's two months, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Uh, Hermione's like, you don't fucking know. It might take weeks to work it out. You're a dipshit. Um, you're going to look like a real idiot if everyone else knows what the next task is and you don't. Uh, good. Hermione, and fucking idiot Ron is like, leave him alone, Hermione. He's earned a bit of a break. Dude, he's had a break. This entire time, he hasn't done shit. Fucking goddamn Ron. These two... Oh, my God. They're worse now that they're back together. I I hated them a lot when they were all pissed at each other, but I think I hate them more when they're like this, like ganging up on Hermione. I don't... She doesn't deserve that. She doesn't deserve it. They're bad friends. I don't know why she hangs out with him. She storms do, out on him here in a bit, which is great because fuck. Do that. you have the uh, this little exchange with Ron and and, and the twins? Uh, yes, I would <laughs> so never miss this. I would never miss any exchange with friend George. I copy and paste this verbatim, and I'm going to do a dramatic reading of this. Okay, because it's Let's phenomenal. Go. It's literally my next note. Thank you, Zach. You're really good with the uh, uh, transitions here. So you lot got wait. I I can do a better. I can do a better. This is Fred or this George. This is Fred. Do you have a voice for I each have, of them? Do I have a voice? Idiot. Do I have a Fred voice yet? Uh, I need. Oh, okay. So you lot got dates for the ball yet? Nope. Said Ron. Well, you'd better hurry up, mate, or all the good ones will be gone. Said Fred. Who are you going with then? Said Ron. Angelina, said Fred promptly without a trace of embarrassment. <laughs> what? <laughs> said Ron, taken aback. You've already asked her. Good point, said Fred. He turned his head and called across the common room. Oi, Angelina! Angelina, who had been chatting with Alicia Spinette near the fire, looked <laughs> over at him. What? She called back. Want to come to the bowl with me? <laughs> Angelina gave Fred an appraising sort of look. All right, then, she said. And she turned back to Alicia and carried on chatting with a bit of a grin on her face. There you go, said Fred to Harry and Ron. Piece of cake. Dude. Okay, so I have to, I got to tell you this. Although this is fantastic in the books, this is one of the very few changes that they make in the movie that is so funny. I love it even more than this. Okay. So they are sitting at... um, they're sitting at, I think they're like doing some type of like study hall type thing where they're all in the great hall mm-hmm. and like Snape or other teachers are like walking around trying to keep them quiet, keep them from talking. And they're like whispering to each other. This same conversation happens. He's like, Hey, you know, like you, you have a bigger problem. You got to find a date to the ball. Ron's like, well, who are you, you know, going with? Right, and, right. You know, so he does this. And then instead of calling out this dude crumples up a piece he's like oh shit good point i gotta ask her crumples up a piece of paper <laughs> chucks it at her and the it fucking hits her in the head and she's like what the fuck and he's like hey you 
go to the ball with me. <laughs> and she's like, okay. That's really good, dude. It's fucking great. He like mimes it out. Yes. Yeah. He's like, you, me. And he like That's dances. It's really good, dude. Oh my God. I, I love this exchange here. He just, not only is he shitting on Ron with how much cooler he is on than Ron, just just the confidence with which he pulls it off oh, yeah, is dude. so good. They're so good. They're great. Dude, I love he's it. He's a slayer, man. Yeah. He fucking slays. Oh, he's he slays Angelina. Do they end up together? Is that a thing? Can you tell I'm me? I'm going to have to give you the old razzle-dazzle. Oh, my God. No, not the razzle-dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but the old razzle-dazzle. I mean, I could give you a reach-around. Do you prefer that? I prefer both, if I can help it. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> two, two chicks at the same time, man. Um, so here's where we get uh, Ron continuing to be just the most clueless sack of shit on the planet. Um, Hermione's like he saying sucks. this girl, Eloise, is lovely. Uh, Ron's like, oh, she's hideous, blah, blah, blah. She's a troll, whatever. Uh, Hermione... <laughs> comes at him with so basically you're going to take the best looking girl who who will have you even if she's completely horrible or uh, yeah that's about right said ron <laughs> he's such an idiot hermione just leaves him because he's a dipshit he's such a piece of fucking ass he sucks he sucks so hard he gets way worse here at the end of the chapter too uh this is a funny tidbit i i had to write down Apparently, all the suits of armor have been bewitched to sing carols whenever anyone passed by them. It was quite something to hear, Oh, come all ye faithful, sung by an empty helmet that only knew half the words. <laughs> so, they're not actually, like, just, hey, sing this carol. This, like, suit of armor has to know the carol, but they don't. Like, none of them know all the words, so they're just mumbling so their way through it. Uh, it's very funny. Also, Filch has to extract peeves from inside the armor several times. He had taken to hiding, filling in the gaps in the songs with lyrics of his own invention, all of which were very rude. Uh, this whole thing is very funny to me. Um, so Ron and Harry <laughs> are being real dipshits that they can't find dates to the prom. Uh, I mean, to the ball. Um, <laughs> Harry says, I suppose there's always moaning Myrtle, uh, which I love the callback to that because... Uh, ghost banging was one of my favorite parts of book two. How Moni Myrtle wanted ghost to ghost banging. God damn, dude. <laughs> she wanted to ghost banging. Um, she would definitely say yes, by the way. Uh, she'd say more than yes. <laughs> she'd do a lot more than just say yes. Uh, Harry finally gets up the courage to ask Cho. Totally botches this is it. so good. Botch it's job. So good. That's a botch toe. He does it bad. Uh, but she's already going with Cedric. He's big. Okay, and hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, when you read this, because like, I'm assuming that our listeners have read the books, so you may remember this part. Mm-hmm. She has J.K. Rowling has put together "Want to Go to the Ball with Me," <laughs> but in like gibberish, it's right? Like, because he slurs it together. What a McGall ball! Mess. I love looking at this word. <laughs> And not pronouncing it the way he tried to say it, because it reads Wango Ball Wime. <laughs> the the right the way that he's trying to say it is Wango Ball Me, like Wango Ball right. Me. 
but it's Wango Ball Wime. It's so good. Wango Ball Wime is my third favorite sex move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Right behind a good old Cleveland steamer. Um... So, yeah, he botches this real bad. Uh, He's big embarrassed. She's embarrassed uh, how badly he botched this. Uh, Yeah, she's going with Cedric. Um, You waited too long, Potter. You got to shoot your shot, my guy. Uh, And now he got to blow your load. You got to blow your load. (laughs) Now he hates Cedric because he's jealous of Cedric, uh, which Cedric does not deserve. Dude, their their conversation, like him. Like them getting out of this conversation is so awkward. Oh, it's it's the worst. It's so bad. She's like, she's like, oh, uh, Harry, I'm really sorry. I've already said I'll go with somebody. He's like, oh, uh, oh, okay, no problem. I'm really sorry. She said again, that's okay. They just stood there looking at each other. <laughs> Cho said, well, and Harry said, yeah, yeah. And Cho said, well, bye. Well, yeah, is a great exchange. (laughs) It's so fucking bad. It's good. It's real good. Uh, Then we find out that Ron asked Fleur to go with him. Um, There's no way he would have had the guts to actually do this. This is just Vila Powers, uh, which we have seen before. Uh, She looks at him like he was, quote, a sea slug, uh, which is hilarious because... He is. He is. Well, sea slug. That's being mean to seal slug. Seal slugs. That's being mean to seal. S- Jesus Christ! Oh my God! <laughs> that's being mean to sea slugs. Comparing him to Ron, if we're being honest. Okay, you fucking that up is the intro to this episode, and all that stays in here. Also, no. it's so funny, dude. Ginny says Neville asked Hermione, but she said she was already going with someone. Uh, it's definitely Crumb. I'm, I will bet any billions amount of monies that you want to, Zach, this is Crumb. It's Crumb. It's 100% Crumb. What makes you say that? Because this isn't my first, this ain't my first rodeo, Zachary. This ain't my first teenage drama. This is like literally everything that's happening here. Okay, here, here let me let me backtrack a little. <laughs> this isn't my first teenage drama. <laughs> He's always in the library because she is, duh. And she's always talking about how much she hates him and mm, he's not even that good looking, which is girl for he's good looking and I love him. Um it's 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 a this this whole thing is like a storyline straight out of Dawson's Creek. I saw this Dawson's Creek episode. It's crumb. <laughs> it's a hundred percent crumb, and you will not convince me that it's not crumb. Okay. I I would put more money on this than Bagman being evil, and they've basically already confirmed Bagman is evil. <laughs> but I still would put more money on this. So. Here Hermione comes in to dunk on these two dipshits a little bit more. Um, she said, all the good ones take, good looking ones taken, Ron. Eloise Midgen's starting to look p- quite pretty now, is she? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll find someone somewhere who will have you. Just savage. I love it. it it's so funny because she is very offended of how the way that, you know, Ron is talking about Eloise Midgen. Yes. 
like cuz he's being a dick yes. tell, like basically talking about how ugly she is but she also kind of gives it a little bit and she's like hey even Eloise Midgen yes, doesn't look yeah. good now like yeah. acknowledging that she's ugly yeah it's <laughs> true really funny it's true it's pure savagery all around against Ron against Eloise from Hermione here um Ron this fucking dipshit Ron was staring at Hermione as though suddenly seeing her in a whole new light. Hermione, Neville's right. You are a girl. <laughs> this fucking idiot. Dude. Oh, my God. Dude, that's Emma fucking Watson, bro. Have you not seen these movies? I mean, Ron probably hasn't, if we're being real. But according to Rita Skeeter, she's stunningly pretty. And Ron- Poor Mudblood. Oh, my God. He's a fucking idiot. Oh, well spotted, she said acidly, Hermione just with the zingers. Um, well, you can come with one of us. Fucking Ron. She's like, no, I fucking can't. Um, Ron legit makes Neville look like a genius. Like, I have given Neville a lot of shit through these books. <laughs> Mostly deserved. But Neville is uh, just like the smartest, best character in the series compared to Ron. Holy shit. Um, Ron does, continues to not believe her. He's like, you just said that to get rid of Neville. And then she comes back with, just because it's taken you three years to notice Ron doesn't mean no one else has spotted I'm a girl. Oh, okay, okay, we know you're a girl. That do? Will you come now? He still is just being a fucking oaf. Yeah, and yeah, he sucks. Hermione's like, I've already told you I'm going with someone else, and storms off. Uh, Hermione, again, she deserves better friends than these two idiots. Here, Ron says Ginny should go with Harry. <laughs> She's like, I can't. Neville asked her, and then she like runs off. Instant regret from poor Ginny. <laughs> <Yes>. just, just instant regret because Fuck. she could have gone with her crush, Harry, but instead she's stuck with fucking Neville. <laughs> I feel for her, Ginny, here. I feel for her because she wasn't going to get to go otherwise because I think it's fourth years and above. Uh, and Harry sees uh, Pravardi come in. Who this? Pravardi and Lavender Brown are like hanging out in these books. I don't think I've mentioned them once. Maybe I have, but they're just kind of always there in these books. They don't actually do anything, but they're just kind of always there. Yeah, but Parvati and Lavender, I think, come out in like the second, I think like in the second book. Like they're just back, like like they're just like background characters, like in the second book. Oh, I were they not there from the beginning? Maybe Lavender has been. I don't know. Like they're just, they're, you're right. They're just, they've been there, but like. Right. They're whatever. like Gryffindors and they're just always around. Um, yeah. Harry sees Brevardi and he's like, he, he asks her, she says yes. And she's the girl with the twin sister in Ravenclaw, right? They Padma. Yeah. Yeah. They've mentioned her before. And he, <laughs> Harry just fully proving how much Ron sucks. Harry has to get Ron's date for him. He's like, listen, do you have anyone from my dipshit friend? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I guess I'll ask my sister, whatever. I kind of hate her. So. Uh, I guess I'll saddle her with Ron. She doesn't say that, but that's what definitely what she's thinking. I mean, yeah, if she paired him, if she paired yeah. her with Ron, yeah. then yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and that's the end of these chapters. <laughs> Real weird place to leave off, but that's where we're gonna uh, end it here. That's the end of chapter twenty-two. So they finally have dates. 
Um, like I said, I will give you a billion to one odds. Uh, Hermione's gonna stroll in with Crumb. Um, well, I think it's time to give you the old razzle dazzle. <laughs> yeah, give me. <laughs> I would prefer the reach around if I could, please. <laughs> okay, I'll ask Crumb. <laughs> I'll ask Crumb. <laughs> um. Yeah, aside from that, I mean, the first task happens, uh, not a ton else. We get we get the little little bit more insight into Spew, uh, Hermione's troll revolution. No, sorry, house elf revolution front, whatever thing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still enjoying these books, man. Or this book, I should say, specifically. Um, it's It's just... It's quirky. It's fun. It's yeah. It's fun. It's goofy. It's Ron, dark. It's. I mean. It's. It's good. Ron continues to suck. But what else is new? Um. But he 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 is fun to shit on. I mean, much in the way that like I I love to shit on Usopp. You know, like he's always there. He sucks. He doesn't really. I mean, sometimes he comes through with some things, but like. It's only fun when like his brothers are dunking on him. Like that's fun and funny. But the rest of the time, he's just such a shitty friend that it more often than not like detracts from my enjoyment of the books. But all right, well, that's that's, that's me. Um, but yeah, I'm I like I said, I'm I'm liking this book a lot. Uh, unless it, like I said, completely goes down the shitter, this this will be my favorite book in the series for sure. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes. That we got our final two tasks. Um, I'm assuming there has to be some kind of resolution either with old Cargill or I don't know Voldy's gonna show up at some point because <clears throat> we haven't seen heard or heard from him since the so first do, chapter do you have to this point do you have any uh I guess predictions on how Harry's name got put in the goblets and kind of like what's at play <sighs> Well, so the Caracle thing makes sense, but it maybe makes too much sense if if okay. she's going for like some misdirection here. Well, I can neither confirm nor deny, right? But I can reach around. Um, I, I don't know if I. I think we talked about this a little bit last time. I, the Dumble crossed my mind as as a as a possibility, uh, just because he he loves putting Harry in mortal danger. <laughs> But hmm. interesting. Uh, but I, the way he acted when it happened, I just don't think that's realistic. That's the case. Um, I suppose. <laughs> Have you thought about like Snape, Bagman, or Skeeter? I did think about Bagman. I think I mentioned Bagman last time. I don't think it's Skeeter. Um, she's she's just a shitty. I don't think they talk about someone be, having to be a very skilled witch or wizard to do it i don't think she has any skills i have nothing to corroborate that i just think that. <laughs> okay fair um snape if he wants to see harry no that doesn't that doesn't add up um who are the other no nah, i don't know i don't know that's that's that one's stumping me a little bit at this point in time Good. like i said carcal makes a little bit it's a little too convenient of a suspect Okay. Um, it hmm. could just turn out to be him. I, I wouldn't be surprised about that. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not him. I'll just, I'll just now, now, now with with your thoughts currently, if it did turn out to be Carkle, I, I'd I be, mean, I'd would be, you be disappointed with no, that? No, I don't like, think okay. so. Um, I mean, I don't. 
I I don't I dislike it when stories do a twist for a twist's sake. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Yes. If it's just like totally unfounded and it's like you just like oh it was McGonagall, right? What? Exactly. It's like get get the fuck out of here. Uh, so I hate it when things do that. If it's you know well foreshadowed, you know you think about not to dump, not to dump. <laughs> Not to take a dumper. Not no, to fucking shit everywhere. Yeah, but. <laughs> uh, not to jump into Game of Thrones real quick, but... But you're going to do but it? But I'm going to do that. it anyway. Uh, the reason... Spoilers for <laughs> book three slash season four of Game of Thrones. Uh, the reason the Red Wedding works so well is because it is totally laid out and foreshadowed a bunch of times in the book and the show. It's, but it's still shocking just because of the yeah, way. Get, he, so, like we see, we see Tywin writing his letters, like, furiously writing letters, constantly, furiously writing those letters, aggressively writing letters. Yes, and then we also see the uh, the Danny in the in the house of the right. Yep. Burnt, what is the, it? The house of what? house of the Undying. The the house wolf's of the head Undying. thing. Yep. Yeah, the wolf head thing. Um, there's the fact that like <sighs> that's good. Characters are that's constantly really talking about how oh, Walder Frey doesn't forgive slights easily, and then he seemingly forgives the slight pretty easily. Um, there there's a ton of it. Looking back, if you go back through, you're like, how did I not see this fucking coming? But you don't, and that's why it's so good. So my point with that was. Doing a twist for twist's sake is lame as shit. If it's well thought out, well foreshadowed like that, I'm totally fine with it not being like a big twist, you know? Yeah, sure. Well, cool. <laughs> well, good. Man, I, I, uh, this is always weird to wrap these up now because since we've started this book, you haven't finished on a downer and I haven't felt like I have to convince you to keep going. No. Like, this is, this is so refreshing for me. I'm more just confused, usually, as to why you would ever think book three was better than this book, if I can just hate on you for a second. So, one of the biggest things is, and I think back of, like, to, like, my loves for the whole series, right? Sure. And, like, we get the introduction to two unbelievable characters. I love Sirius, and I love remus lupin and we get a lot well i mean obviously we get a lot of remus and we get the backstory of uh serious the backstory of lupin we even get a little bit of a little bit of kind of history with snape mm -hmm. we learn about Pettigrew. we learn about the fidelius charm uh i mean we learn about like how it all happened and that's the stuff that i love and okay. so when i think about that book that's what i think about i don't because look i mean i'll be very transparent with you going through prisoner of azkaban with you i became hyper aware of like man all right it's taken a while to get there <laughs> because because you were so you know locked into yeah. that uh it is literally the last five chapters of that book that we get everything basically i mean we get some good chapters with like harry and lupin uh like yeah. kind of like in the first third or so but like still when i when i picture year three i picture all those things and those are some of my favorite things in the series that so you, you're remembering just the solely good things not so much the uh the downer parts of that book that's that's fair yes that's fair um but 
but yeah, I'm I'm having a real good time with this book. I you know I have to admit you know I'm not gonna try and lie about it or you know. <laughs> Man, it took a it took a while, but I'm not gonna try and pussyfoot my way around this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a throwback. Uh, yeah, it's I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. I I've been very into certain chapters. Uh, you know this. I've I've said before how I don't care about this school high school drama bullshit but that and that was true for most of the cases up to this until like these chapters where it's like them trying to find dates and <laughs> that kind of nonsense yeah. i was like yeah yeah give me this shit this is where it's at <laughs> hell yeah dude so I, was, hell yeah. I was mad into that aspect of it uh like i said well, good. this ain't my good. first rodeo yeah. I've, I've seen a dawson creek episode or two so you've made several comments about how long this book is. Um, oh my god, it's so long! <laughs> and I'm just—I'm very glad to know that you're actually enjoying it. Because yes. um, earlier, maybe before we started this podcast, I may have told you a little white lie. Oh my god! About us probably being able to finish the series in about forty episodes. Um, You're about to just destroy my entire world, aren't you? You know, so I just—I don't know. I mean, it could be a little more than that, but how much a little more, Zachary? Give me real numbers. Show me the arithmancy. You mean the necromaths? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, fifty to sixty. Oh Jesus! Okay. I thought you were going to say like 80. I mean, it, we we could if oh, we wanted God. to, but I know I know you don't want to. I look, I look, I will respect that. If there comes a time where you're like, "Hey dude, this chapter was so dense, I want to do a single episode on a single chapter," then fine, and I'll let you make that call. Okay. That's going to be something that slows down, you know, being able to finish, of course, but like if if we continue at this pace, obviously I know that it can fluctuate a little bit, but like 50 to 60, I think, is pretty solid. Well, you're still a piece of shit for your hat, quote-unquote, little white lie. Oh, um, it's a little white lie, buddy. I little white lie. You. <laughs> so the fucking worst. Um, yeah, I... If the remaining books are as as solid as this is, I, I will find a way to get through it, I'm sure. Cool. Well, I mean, I have a lot of One Piece to watch, so... You know, not nearly as much. Well, maybe I can move on to another series for you, buddy. There we go. Something like that. All right, man. Well, listen, everybody, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us uh, and journeying through this uh, not so reluctant journey through (laughs) Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire with Scott and I. If you're not already following us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, give us a follow there at We Don't Want a Pod. Uh, we do want a podcast, but we don't want to be doing this. So there's the joke in there. You guys get it? (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Uh, also tell a friend or family member, somebody, you know, some fucking rando on the street about (laughs) this show. Um, tell them we talk about shafts and jizz Mm. and teen drama and wizards and anime a lot yeah and uh make sure they know all about it we we would appreciate if you guys could uh spread this thing around hell yeah man anyway until next time we'll see you guys then